Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're so delightfully tuning in. It is the LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. It's full-time Reds, and it finished at the Vitality Stadium Bournemouth Athletic Football Club 1, Liverpool, fucking Christ, nil. Joined today by Emmett. I'm your host, Matt. Emmett, oh boy. I just said that before I came on, everybody can blame me. The last one of these I did was 3-0 against Wolves. So forget what you actually saw with your own eyes on the telly today. It's all my fault. (laughs) I'm okay with taking that because I was also on that Wolves 3-0 and... It's uh, ay, 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 ay. it's it's just not good, just not good. So let's get the housekeeping out of the way. Show today's brought to you by Bookmakers.com. Been our uh, uh, sponsor for the whole year, pretty much. Head on over to their website. You would have got some pretty banging odds on Bournemouth beating Liverpool today. So hopefully, some of you took advantage of that and were able to see this absolute car crash coming. Uh, yeah, check out their YouTube page. Gav does his weekly show on there. It's a really good show. So check that out if you haven't already. And uh, gamble responsibly and all that good stuff and whatnot. And let's get into it, Emmett. First 15 minutes weren't terrible. Excellent. I thought we we, we picked up from where we left off last week. I, and I actually said, I'm not sure whether it was the Telegram or WhatsApp group, whatever I said, if we can just click here, we can absolutely destroy this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the first 15 minutes, we had six corners. We had four shots on goal. Like we were looking sharp in the tackle. The passing was looking good. And I don't know what went wrong. I I, I don't know what went wrong. And it just, it absolutely fell apart. I mean, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't say, well played Bournemouth. You know, uh, Dango Utara, fantastic game looked a constant menace a constant menace like very much shades of how like Ismail Asar when he was with Watford in our title winning season how he just kind of tore us up that game that we lost before the whole thing shut down constant out ball for them we didn't seem to have any cohesion at the back at all our back line was terrible today there was no cohesion anywhere on the pitch after 15 minutes yeah and I just, I just thought we looked complacent. I, I, I hate to say that about a Liverpool team. It's like it felt like they just had to show up to win. It was like 
several people said they were smelling themselves and, and, and it looked a little bit that, that way, if I'm being perfectly honest. There was no, well, I mean, apart from the first 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes we passed the ball around, we zipped it around, there was quick passing, quickly moving the ball. And then, like you said, it was just like, what happened? And I, I don't know whether it's, we had a, they kind of fired a warning shot maybe a couple of minutes before they scored, where Allison stood up and forced them a little bit wide. Yeah. And it just seemed from there onwards, we just thought, I don't know whether it created bad memories or something for us. But we all just thought, oh, hang on, these could actually score. And we were we were kind of nearly playing with reckless abandon up until then. And then and it was working, but then we just kind of went back into our shells. And like if you look, I, I hate kind of jumping forward, but if you look back to last week when they were beaten, like there's no game in the Premier League is an easy game. I don't care what anybody says. I know we beat them 9-0 earlier on in the season. If anything, that's gonna make this game more difficult. You saw what they did with Arsenal last week. Arsenal scored an injury time winner. But for the whole second half last week, Arsenal absolutely threw the kitchen sink at Bournemouth. Yeah. We're still passing it around at the back with three minutes to go. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, there, was no, there didn't seem any urgency whatsoever from, from 15 minutes on till the last whistle. That's exactly. Chris Golding says the same thing there. Uh, he also mentions that I am, in fact, on the cans. It's 9.30 in the morning where I am. I did not plan to crack into a Heineken at 9.30, but this is called uh, medicating. This is self-medicating. The, I mean, their goal was such poor, such poor defending. Like, Ibu's missing pulling up on the high line by a yard or two. He's well onside. Utar's well onside. Oh my god! Like Ibu gets back it's, it's, and he's it's in Van the Dijk box. giving up is what killed me. Yeah. Van Dyke giving up. Yeah, just stop it. It doesn't like, look good what? on Van Dyke. Doesn't look good on Fabinho, who didn't really track back. You know the same sort of stuff that we were absolutely cackling our balls off at. You know Bruno Fernandez and Anthony for doing last week. You know Luke Shaw. Like, oh, it's so bad. I mean, we, we look like we look like United did last week. Yeah, just all over the shop. Except you know, Bournemouth were like they had a game plan. They stuck to their game plan. They kept their shape extremely well. Like their back four were solid, constantly in a in a good line. Just ah oh, man, it was so bad. I mean, they get their their goal comes through. I mean, Ibu's close to getting a foot on it, and it just goes right past his toe. Billing puts it into the back of the net. And I mean, it completely took the wind out of my sails. Like I was coming into this game thinking like, you know what? I think our forwards are going to be up for this. I like the idea of Darwin Nunez, you know, wanting to push on from that brace against United. Not a lot of pace really in the Bournemouth back line. Like we can really get at him. We can really get at him. And boy, we started well. And then it just, it falls to pieces. And like after they scored, Van Dyke had another header. I mean, he had two, though he should have had two goals today. I mean, he was we were obviously looking for him. We did the same sort of thing against United. You see, the fifth goal comes from that where we're looking for Van Dyke at the back post just to drop a header back into the box somewhere and kind of get a scramble from it. Twice he should put the ball into the back of the net. Poor, poor headers from Van Dyke. I mean, he's been lashed out in the chat here by a fair number of people, you know, saying that he had a really, really bad game. I mean, yeah, 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 he did. I mean, I thought Ibu Kanate also had a very, very poor game. Some people saying we should be going in on Trent. 
I saw a few things from Trent that weren't terrible. You know, he did a, he had a couple of plays in defense where he came back and he did the job that he needed to do going forward. On the other hand was ah, just fucking dismal. It was so bad. It was so bad. I, like, I, I mean, don't you, you, you talk about so the last couple of games, people are, are and people that will be in this chat and people that will be in the telegram and in WhatsApp groups, absolutely singing Virgil's praise. And then complete 180 on him today. Look, he's human. For years we thought he wasn't, but he is. He's not getting any younger either. But we've said before the the, the very minimum you accept you expect, sorry, is to try. And for their goal, I just felt he he didn't try. Um and with the headers, it's it was like a carbon copy of the Nottingham Forest game. He had chances to score and that we had chances to score. We go back to, I've spoken about it. We start off, we build up a head of steam, we create chances, we don't take our chances. The opposition go up the other end and, and give us a sucker punch and, and it happened again today. Yeah. And and do you, do, you, do you know what the horrible thing is, is at no point, and I'm not gonna say even when, when we'll get to the penalty, at no point from after their goal onwards did I actually think we were gonna score. There was no kind of like in years gone by, you would think to yourself, no, it's grand, we'll get two back. Even somebody said, uh, oh, Villa would be ideal. What what happened against Villa a couple of years ago, that'd be ideal now, but you just didn't see it at all. There was no there was no fight. There didn't seem to be any fight to want to to, to get back on level terms. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was like from those first 10, 15 minutes, I thought, oh boy, our forwards look good. And then they just, they were completely out of the game. Uh, I mean, starting the two kids in midfield, I mean, I guess we should touch on the lineup. Same back four and front three as the game against United last week. Fabinho and Harvey Elliott keep their starting positions. Bacetic comes in for Henderson. Elliott and Bacetic, Henderson in the midfield. We might have worried about it had it been, you know, four or five games ago, but we're in form, you know, we're playing good. I thought Harvey Elliott, that might've been his best game in a Liverpool shirt against United last weekend. Boy, this is looking good. And it tells you that at halftime, Harvey Elliott gets the hook for Diogo Jota. Didn't, did not have a good game. Uh, he got, he got absolutely bullied around the pitch um, in the first half. And it was literally, he is only a boy, but I don't think the apartment players are that much older than him, but it was like men against boys, unfortunately for, for Elliott today. And, We've said it loads of times before that there will be games that'll suit them. There won't be games that'll suit them. Today was a game that definitely didn't suit Elliot. They're big. They're strong. Like you said, they don't stop running. I can't pronounce your man's name. I don't even think it's the name that's on the back of his jersey. I, I would. I think he got. Did he get man of the match? Uh, yeah, he did get man of the, at least in the stadium. I don't know on TV, but I heard it come over the okay. tannoy in the stadium. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dang, Dango Utara. Okay, Utara. Yeah, uh, he was absolutely excellent. But I think it was more billing that was bashing Elliot all over the place. And um, look, we've been calling out for Klopp to make earlier calls when when, when things aren't going away. Um, I thought it was strange, <laughs> Jota, uh, as the change. But um, look, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it. it is what it is. Uh, we come back out after halftime. I mean, the first thing that happens within about the first five minutes is Gakpo drops into what I thought was very much a 10. Like we look like we shifted to four, two, three, one with Fabinho and Bacetic holding in the midfield. And then the three across of uh, Jada on the left, Gakpo in the middle, Sal on the right, Darwin leading the tip of the spear. And Gakpo was getting the ball in the middle of the midfield, turning, driving up, 
manages to pick up two two yellow card fouls on him within the first five minutes. Billing takes him down seconds into the half. Uh, Jaden Anthony fouls him a couple minutes thereafter, and it's like, okay, you know, we're we're gonna settle here. Well, you know, this is gonna go good, and then it settled into there was from from about fifty minutes until we got the penalty. It was literally, I think, just a series of throw-ins. That's, I think that's all that happened for 10 minutes was we couldn't get the ball into the middle of the park. They were so compact in the middle. They held their shape so, so well. And anytime we tried to get the ball down the outside or play it through the middle, it went out for a throw-in. And Thomas Gronemark has got his work cut out for him over this break because our throw-ins were appalling. They were appalling. We couldn't do anything from a throw-in. And we got about 90 of them in a row. We just... Nothing, nothing, nothing. I not, not, not even so much to throw in, Matt. There's nobody moving. So, like, I look when you've taken, if you've ever taken a throw in in football, you have to have somebody to throw it to, you, and it just was no movement. I come here. There was a couple of foul throws today, foul throws today for Liverpool, and I just maybe the referee don't don't call them out of embarrassment, but like there was some shocking throws. I think Trent threw one into the middle of the pitch straight onto uh, Bormatow. Yeah. yeah, it's just you need to have somebody to throw. as much as the trolls were shit, you need to have somebody to throw the ball to as well. And movement was absolutely awful today. Yeah, that one that one from Trent that it was like he was trying to throw it to them. I could see what he was doing. I think it was Bachetich he was looking for to make a run, or maybe Darwin Nunez to look to make a run, and it just nobody that's moved. the thing that there didn't seem any communication. It was just like there was a there was a break in the in the line somewhere today where we just weren't clued into each other and it just no and if, if there's people look you talk to United fans they say everything bounce every bounce of a ball went their way last Sunday not one bounce of a ball went their way today and um, we didn't get any kind of look at the bounce at all it just it was one of those days and we'll talk about what completely summed it up in a few minutes obviously yeah I mean ball breaks. Uh, by this point, just before the penalty incident, we had a triple sub. Milner, Henderson, uh, Firmino came on. Trent, uh, Fabinho, and Nunez go off. They were all poor. That I was fine. I was fine with all of those subs. Completely fine. It's all of them were having poor games. I completely understand the Trent one, even though it blunts us so much in our options for creating attacking movements out of deep lying positions. Gomez is injured. Calvin Ramsey is injured. Milner's it like we've still got one more game before the international break and we're going to need Trent to play in that game in Madrid because I do not want to see Vinny Jr. running against James Milner that that could be an absolute horror show so we make the triple sub Milner gets the ball loops it to the back post to Diogo Jada. it's a penalty nailed on penalty it's nailed a- on that ball is goal bound. Like they're, oh, you know, is his arm, like, uh, what were the guys on my comm saying? Is he using his arm for leverage or is he trying to use his arm to block the ball? The ball's going to the net. It doesn't matter. The ball is goal bound. It has to be a penalty. Like it just has to. Like you're stopping a goal scoring opportunity with your arm. You're not allowed to play the ball with your arm, even though it's close. It wasn't, you know, touch tight. He was only, what, four or five feet away before? But his arm is way up like this. I mean, it was a stonewall penalty. Not, not I, only was his arm up in the air, it was up, then came down, and then he brought it back up again. So, look, yeah. you have to, you do have to use your arms to get yourself up off the ground. If anybody's ever jumped up to try and head a ball, you can't jump up like a salmon with your hands down beside your, your you just can't. Um, 
but his arms go up for the, the leverage and then it, go, it comes down and comes back up and he's actually looking back on one of the replays if you look it's a stonewall yeah. penalty there's no guarantee that the header's going in I was listening to it on BT and I think it was Genus um, he was saying oh that's definitely going into the net you don't know that the fact that it was on target though and it hit someone's arm it's, it's a stonewall goal penalty yeah. yeah, it's it's goal bound. Who knows what happens? I mean, the keeper's on the line. There's another Bournemouth defender that's on the line. So it yeah. might not have been a goal, but it's going towards the goal. Has to be a penalty. We finally awarded our first penalty in the Premier League this season. Mo Salah's stepping up. Feeling good about it. Feeling good about it. Holy shit. I know you're not a fan of the left footers taking the penalties, Emmett. Uh, is this the reason why? I'm not a fan. I, yeah, look, I'm not a fan of Mo Salah taking penalties. I know he scored enough of them before the hate comes, but he has no real technique to it. And um, left footers, yeah, not, not not particularly fans of them. But Jesus Christ, that's that's probably. I'm trying to think. That's probably one of the worst penalties I've seen a Liverpool player take um, well, for they, Liverpool. They said, though. It's the but, first um, one that he's missed. That he's. It's the first Mo Salah penalty that either didn't go in or was saved by the goalie. It's okay, the first, I get that because he missed against he Leicester. Remember that game? Yeah. We, we lost that one 1-0 one as well. Um, I don't like him on penalties. I Both Milner and Fabinho were on the pitch. Fabinho has the be, best penalty conversion rate of all of the squad. I get that he's your main striker. I get that he's wants goals, etc. But Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to make a call. There, Henderson's on the pitch. Like it doesn't. Like nah, they're, they're I don't know what getting, I don't. I don't, I don't know what he's trying to do. He's trying to like. Usually he steps up and he absolutely like he absolutely blends it like and volley like lashes it into the goal. He's trying to place this one and he places it literally into the hands of a Bournemouth supporter and about ten rows up in the stand. Like and it's just. I'm not going to get into the fact that he smiled afterwards because that fucking drove me. That drove me mental. I was like, "You should be hanging your head." Like, do you know what I mean? It's not. For, I know it's probably an awkward or a, an embarrassing laugh, but Jesus Christ, don't laugh. Um, but look, I, I, I've never liked him on penalties. Fabinho ahead of Milner. I know everybody else probably prefers Milner, but I think Fab is a, takes a better penalty than Milner. Yeah, I just, I just don't think you're ever going to get that ball out of his hands. Like it would be like somebody from Tottenham trying to take a yeah, right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it it's up for discussion now. I mean, at this point, I because that was it was so bad at, and that was it. Like, I I jokingly said to my wife before the penalty, I was like, if we score this, we're winning this game for sure, and if we miss it, we're still gonna win, but it'll be nervy. But I didn't actually mean it. I was just trying to keep myself positive because. I, I didn't even have the heart to take any notes for the last fucking 25 minutes of the game. It was brutal. It was so, so bad. I mean, Virgil did well. They had a break. They were, I don't know, 3v1, 3v2, 3v3 with our guys getting back. He did a really good job of shepherding them out. But I mean, at that point, they were always going to get a few chances on the break because we had to go for it. I mean, especially, I mean, towards the end, we bring Fabio Carvalho on for Stefan Bajcetic and we've effectively got five attackers on the pitch with Henderson left to kind of hold the fort. And it was like, but yet didn't attack. No. <laughs> we, just, we passed it around at the back. Oh, they like, were, I get that. We're trying, to, we're trying to invite them out to us. We're trying to get them to come out of that. They were never taking that just... invitation though, were they? No, they were never they weren't. Gonna... 
I was like, Jesus Christ, just go at them. Like, look at, like I said earlier on, go at them like Arsenal went at them last week. Yeah. Like, they will, if you, like, we've got big, powerful players. Like, even Ibu running up the pitch, like, it's like, I wouldn't go near the chap. He's an absolute monster. Just run at them. Like, do you hear that in football all the time? Grassroots football. Get the ball and run at them. Defenders don't like being run at. Rena. Defenders don't like being torn. Get it. Get them to torn and face their own goal. Clip it down the, the way. We just weren't doing it. We were happy enough just to pass it around. I don't look. I think the Carvalho substitution was a kind of a. I've not played you in a few weeks. Here you go. Like, do you know what I, mean? I, I I don't see what impact that he was going to make. I wouldn't have, and I hate going back on what we said. I had a problem with Nunes coming off. I don't get why Salah is. So unsubable, Unsu- no, no, not undroppable. Look, unsubable. He, he had done nothing in the game, and look, that's not necessarily Mo's fault. I thought Nunes had probably done a little bit more. I thought Gakpo had done a little bit more, but to take Nunes off, I probably would have left him on. Then Salah's not on the pitch to take the penalty, and we could be having a whole other conversation here now. But um, I just don't see how he's not he's not undroppable or unsubable. Sorry. Yeah, it to me the the only explanation is it it just has to be a system thing where there's nobody else that is com- like comfortable enough to put on that right hand side. Like if Mo doesn't play that right hand side, that we we must lose something in our shape that they see on the training pitch because it doesn't make any sense. Even if it's just for his legs, like we even were coming if- down the left hand side for most of the game though, yeah. we weren't even doing that on the right hand side. Yeah, it's I mean yeah, it was. It was, oh my God, it was so, so bad. I mean, we get to the end of the game and like, all right, we're desperate for a goal here. Let's see what we're going to do. And like you said, all of our attack was being funneled down the left, funneled down the left, funneled down the left. Bournemouth were happy to let us get the ball out there. And we've got Cody Gakpo picking up the ball with chalk on his boots on the left wing or Diego Jota picking up the ball with chalk on his boots on the left wing of like, where is Andy Robertson to be making that run to whip a ball in? I want Diego Jota in the box. I want our little fox in the box. Like he's due a goal. He has to be due a goal. I want Gakpo in there. He's six four. You know, I, I, think, I think the fact that I think the fact that we went two in midfield, the wing backs were probably told to stay home. Yeah. Robbo definitely. Because again, like you said, every time the ball came out to the left, I thought that's going to be Robbo. I was like, no, it's Jota. Yeah. And all forced to do was go back inside. And they were they were playing it across the front of their 18 yard box. And Bournemouth were just mopping it up. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah, we uh, we made it look really, really good. So, I mean, this is the first time in 12 years that Liverpool have failed to beat any of the newly promoted sides away from home. We uh, drew away at Fulham on the opening day of the year. We absolutely shat the bed against Nottingham Forest. I believe that was after we had played so well against Manchester City. And now, after having played so, so well against Manchester United, we go down to the South Coast and lay an egg in the Vitality Stadium. So... Ah, uh, the good old 90s and early noughties. That's the way we were then. Yeah, we beat and... the big teams, lose to the small teams. If this is how... What, what, what was the result after the Nottingham Forest game? I think Leeds. Oh, what what was that? Oh, that was, a loss. that was a loss at home to the last place team in the league. So we've now, we've contrived now to lose twice to the team that's currently sitting <laughs> bottom of the league. It might even be three times. I think Forest might have been bottom when we played them as well, too. Just... It's so bad. 
it's, I mean, and now we're all left here. Like, you know, we came into this week, you doing preview shows and talking about this of like, you know, we're the first game. We don't do good at the 1230 starts on a Saturday, but if we win this, we're ahead of Spurs. We put all the pressure on them. We're into fourth for the first time this season. Like we haven't been in the top four all season. This was our chance to do it against the worst team in the league, a team that struggles to score goals, a team that has the worst defensive record in the league. This should have been an easy game. And holy shit, we just, oh man, it's so bad. It's, I'm so happy that I'm flying out and going on holidays for a week after this because I need it. It's Chris Golding, I will not be doing a detox for the rest of March. As a matter of fact, I'll probably go the opposite direction with it and just try to forget about this because we've got Real Madrid away. And if there's not a miracle, then we're out of the Champions League as well, too, before. You're better off having them cups. Would anybody be shocked if we went and got a result? A result. I'm talking a result. A win of some sort. I don't know. I, don't, I still see us getting a result away to Madrid. Not probably not enough to go through, but um, it wouldn't shock me. Let's just say. Yeah. I don't know. It's I at this point. I'm left dreaming of Arthur Mello starting for us in <laughs> in Madrid and just having the game of his life. Just let that let that be. You know. Let's put let's put Arthur Mello, Curtis Jones, Fabio Carvalho. Let's just. I don't know. It's yeah, it's not good. So look, I mean, uh, I mean, one one positive I will say is, look, we're absolutely dogging them here. Um, I thought after their goal, I, the defense actually did all right. Second half, I thought yeah. the defense actually did okay. Um, it was the toothlessness going forward, and um, that was so frustrating. Or the the pedestrian style of play, I think, is what kind of disappointed me the most. Um. Yeah. Especially with a team that we actually beat 9-0 earlier on in the season. Um, do you know what I mean? You need to put the wind up them at some stage, and we just we just didn't. Yeah, it, there it couldn't have this game couldn't have been further from a 9-0 performance. You know, that day we were just we oozed class, looked so dangerous going forward. They were absolutely shitting their kecks every time we got the ball. And today there was they were so unflustered. Like I'd have a tough time telling you who played center half today for Bournemouth because they were under so little pressure. So little pressure. Uh, Sinezi, I think, was one of them. He came up for Jack a Stevens. Jack Stevens, I think, was the other, was he? You could have given me 15 guesses. I wouldn't have got Jack Stevens on that one. Like <laughs> that, that was that's a sign of how bad it is. Like when you don't hear those players being mentioned of you know oh another valiant defensive effort and he's sticking his head in where it hurts and clearing it we didn't make them do any of that any of that Ugh. garbage 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 so now we're left just hoping for a positive result against real madrid so that we've got some sort of ray of sunshine to go into the international break with right yeah and then come back to a half twelve kickoff against Man City away. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, if there was ever a time for the coaching staff and the training staff to show their value to this club, it's going to be getting these boys back in. I'm sure they're all going to get what a week off or ten days off with their international teams, or the you know, like none of our Brazilians were picked, so that's good that Allison and Fabinho and Firmino don't have to make the big journeys to go and play international games for Brazil. A, that must be only a friendly then, is it? 
Yeah, presumably. And I mean, they might even Surely be. Surely they'd be picking Alisson. Why wouldn't they be picking Alisson? No, it's, I'm almost certain that none of our Brazilians were called up by Celestial, uh for this round of international fixtures. But like, I, I don't pay any attention to the international football at all. I just want them to get back on the training pitch because, like you said, away to City, home to Arsenal, away to Chelsea, or flip the Arsenal-Chelsea games around. There's, like, there's, a ma- there's a massive risk that we don't get players, certain players back onto the Thursday, and we play Man City on the Saturday morning and a half, 12. So getting the players back onto the training ground, it, they'll, they'll have probably non-internationals. I'd say maybe Wednesday is probably the earliest that you might get some some of them back. Um, the, the international calendar is going to be weird. They kind of play saturday tuesday or saturday wednesday or whatever now um but um yeah i don't think they're going to have a whole lot of time in between um the madrid game and the city game lovely lovely and don't don't forget what comes after look what comes after that is arsenal and chelsea i think spurs not long after it so i mean three points today was was a like it's all three points is always important but going into a run of games that we're going into now Three three points today was nearly imperative to get, and we got zilch. Yep, and we got exactly what we deserved because, like, you know, you said the last one of these you did was the three nothing against Wolves. I was on that with you. I was on the you know, like the nil nil against Palace, which in after this game is like, fuck, we played great against Palace. Like just nil nil, that's fantastic. It's gonna be a hard task at the end of the season to sum up which one of these was the most depressing full-time reds to do this might be it this might be it because there's just there's nothing positive to take from that nobody got hurt. But that's why that's what i said to you before we came on a half an hour all i'm doing is a half all yeah. we're doing is a half an hour yeah and i'm sure people in the chat can understand how painful it is to try and do these but i would and even at that i was thinking what are we going to talk about for a half an hour there was there was a goal that was it. <laughs> yeah. There's really, really, holy shit, Everton are already winning. And so are Tottenham. So there you go. The day goes from bad to worse. Dwight McNeil scores in the first minute. And who scored for Spurs? Richarlison. Holy shit. All right. Well, today is an absolute dumpster fire of a day. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, uh, Madge uh, Apple's got a very good point. If it's not on match of the day, did it even happen? So there you no. go. It doesn't even doesn't even count. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's more than enough of full-time Reds for a game like that because there was more action on this half an hour of me and Emmett talking than there was in the 90 minutes of Liverpool's game against Bournemouth. So check out our sponsor, which is bookmakers.com. They've got the best odds on all your uh, gambling needs and desires and wants. If you do it responsibly, please do it responsibly. If you that just was, want... That- me telling you now that we have to go. Like I was only saying that. No, no. <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't even want to come on at all. I, I was just going to oh, grab okay. a book and let's see. What do we got here? Oh, here we go. I've got a book we can read if we need to fill some more time. Oh. Intensity. Lack of intensity by Pep Linders. There we go. Um, I thought that was a Shawnee Lawson version, no? Yeah. It's, if only. <laughs> so, yeah, like Anthony Bolin's nice enough to say, please hit the like button for us because this sucks. So uh, just, you know. It takes no time or effort to just hit that little like button. But what takes a little bit of time and effort, and we'd really appreciate it if you did it, was check out the GoFundMe link in the show description. It'll take you to the charity sponsor that we've got for this season, which is 12 Dublin women running the Dublin City Marathon, raising money for breast cancer awareness. We're trying to get them to a 20,000 euro fundraising target. 
the fives and the tens, they all add up. They just keep going. Throw it into your chats. Throw it into your social medias. If you want to get some posters to print off, get a hold of Gav. He's happy to do that for you. Uh, that's the most important thing, really, at this point. Who, who cares about the football? Let's just make sure that our charity stuff gets done, and it's all good after that. Uh, also, check out Gav's Bang Average Golf channel. He's going to have a tough time doing a show. You know, he, he won't be getting out for a round today. It doesn't look like look like Ashburn had about three inches of snow all over it. So, but there's a new, uh, new episode of bang average golf that you can check out on the channel. And then tomorrow night, it's going to be a very interesting one. You on the fat back for tomorrow. I'm I am. Yeah. Can't we, I cannot <laughs> I'll be drinking. I'll be drinking cans then. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the proper hour. 10 p.m. is probably right. 10 in the morning is maybe a little bit early, but I'm on vacation, and that was absolutely fucking dreadful. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. This has been Full-Time Reds. I'm your host, Matt. Thanks to Emmett for joining me. Please hit the like button on your way out. Please check out our charity partner and donate to them if you can and are able to. That game sucked. It was Bournemouth 1, Liverpool nil. Thanks for joining us on Full-Time Reds. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.